Welcome. You're listening to Blood Advances Talks. Blood Advances Talks are scholarly review articles that are presented in an audio format and published in the American Society of Hematology's open access journal, Blood Advances. Transcripts for Blood Advances Talks undergo the same rigorous peer review process as all articles published in Blood Advances and can be downloaded by visiting bloodadvances.org. We thank you for listening. My name is Keith Hoots. I am the director of the Division of Blood Diseases and Resources, National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, the National Institutes of Health. The title of my talk is Challenges Facing the Benign Hematology Physician Scientist Workforce, Identifying Issues of Recruitment and Retention. I have no relevant conflicts of interest. Research conducted by investigators in the field of benign hematology has been and continues to be highly impactful as basic hematologic scientific discovery has been readily translated to human health. Because of its focus on many monogenic diseases, the field is particularly primed for emphasis on and development of personalized medicine. Despite this, the size and demographic composition of the physician scientist workforce needs augmentation. As the workforce ages and approaches retirement, there is urgent need for new committed trainees to replenish it and continue advancing hematologic science. Attracting this next generation of physicians to careers in blood science is essential to the field's survival, as is forestalling attrition attributable to pursuit of clinical careers without any research focus. Building on the efforts of other working groups and meetings, the Division of Blood Diseases and Resources at the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute convened a two-day working group on June 7th and 8th, 2017, to discuss gaps in the training pipeline of hematologists, as well as recruitment and retention of hematology's clinical and research workforces. A group of invited guests, including academic representatives from the hematology and pediatric hematology oncology community, joined representatives from the American Board of Internal Medicine, the American Board of Medical Specialties, the American Society of Hematology, and NIH for this meeting. Hematology workforce concerns partly mirror those of wider physician scientist workforce, abbreviated PSW. The physician scientist career pipeline is long and, quote, leaky, meaning a portion of trainees who start in the path never complete it. With the average age of first research project grant approaching 45 years, young hematologists face a 20-year trajectory to attaining career independence. The existing barrier of this lengthy pathway is exacerbated by increased requirements for specialty training and board certification, the outsourcing of research to PhD scientists, and a large educational loan burden that often exceeds $200,000. The director of the National Institutes of Health, Francis Collins, established a working group in 2014 to address these concerns. The Physician Science Working Group identified multiple possible points for intervention, 
such as alleviating educational debt burden and piloting a new granting mechanism to expedite the transition to independence. While workforce concerns plague many specialties, benign hematology faces challenges unique to the field with respect to recruiting and retaining physician scientists. Training in hematology, oncology, and internal medicine or pediatrics are conjoined, challenging trainees to balance clinical responsibilities and knowledge across multiple disciplines. Paired with the competencies and time needed to successfully engage in research, the burdens on young trainees in benign hematology severely limit their ability to fully embrace careers as physician scientists. Hematology focuses on rare diseases and frequently overlaps with other scientific topics, inherently requiring engagement with specialists from other fields. As with all medical specialties, the educational debt burden on hematology trainees is typically large. Reimbursement for oncology practice is higher than reimbursement for hematology, so the field lacks a parity of economic incentive for physicians certified to practice in both hematology and oncology. Based on various discussed, quote, leaks in the training pipeline where future blood scientists are lost to other fields, or choose exclusively clinical careers, several key areas for possible intervention were identified. One, providing early meaningful exposure to blood sciences in addition to facilitating substantive mentorship for prospective trainees in college and medical school. Two, developing partnerships with physicians and scientists trained in other fields to address critical scientific and clinical questions in hematology. Three, adapting the training pathway to incorporate, quote, on and off ramps that accommodate life's demands and support trainees through transitions without penalty. Four, improving diversity in the workforce to mirror the greater population and support underrepresented minorities in medicine. Five, offering protected research time during residency as well as continued mentored support through fellowship training. Six, enhancing the loan repayment program to ease financial burdens. And seven, filling funding gaps on the path to independence experienced as trainees transition from institutional grants to investigator-initiated grants. Physician scientists are critical to the long-term societal success of hematologic research. As previously stated, hematology's linkage of clinical and basic science represents one of its strongest assets. Physician scientists are uniquely poised to drive scientific and health discovery from bench to bedside to bench, and the structure of medical education and training pathways should facilitate development and support of these compassionate physician discoverers. It is the intention of NHLBI to develop strategies that will target aforementioned issues in recruitment and retention along with other impactful barriers. By addressing challenges facing hematology and evaluating program success, the Division of Blood Diseases and Resources and the Blood Scientists community look forward to creating a model from which other rare subspecialties and the general clinic population can draw to approach their workforce concerns. 
You've been listening to Blood Advances Talks. Please visit bloodadvances.org for more audio reviews and for information on how to subscribe to the Blood Advances Talks podcast. A full transcript of this podcast can be found online. Music for Blood Advances Talks is performed by the Art Tipolo Trio and provided by Dr. Art Tipolo. This presentation is copyrighted by the American Society of Hematology. We thank you for listening.